All right. It's another week, another time for the Integrateness podcast with Jason and Jolene. Clearly, I am Jason. She is Jolene. Um, that was horrible. That didn't work at all. Whatever. And this week, we're talking about boundaries. Which maybe I crossed one there. I'm not quite sure. Um, boundaries. Now, it's like what we've talked about a lot, Jolene, and you've really pointed out really well, like in terms of talking about resentment and trauma. There's a lot of words out there with negative connotations to them. Right. I mean, trauma is not a great thing, but it, it, it's, it's not, I think a lot of people put too much weight ideas yeah. on a single word and what it means. We talk about narcissism or people mm-hmm. who are really good at setting up boundaries for themselves and people deeming that as narcissistic last week. We actually create emotional responses to words. We, we create emotional connections to words. It's really bizarre. Eh? So I'm going to list some words out manipulation, positive or negative emotional response. Oh, it's, it's negative, even though like we, we, you know, we manipulate Play-Doh, we manipulate bread dough, we manipulate, you know, so much stuff in life that's not negative. But we've put negative connotations primarily on that, right? Um, Again, boundaries, positive or negative? Well, negative. Negative, unless you- For reasons I don't understand. It's like a social construction of the word. So that's also the thing about language, right? Like language is so important when we recognize whose meaning and definition of the word are we using? Because as you start to do a lot of um, work of your own to heal, the word boundary becomes actually a really beautiful word. And it's something that enhances our relationships. Um, And we might start perceiving it as a positive thing because it's made positive changes in our lives and we understand the purpose and intent behind it. But other people who have not explored the word and the meaning and understood it for what it really is, typically are having really negative responses to it, right? So that's the other thing is that that becomes a whole other issue when we're trying to implement boundaries, right? Most of the time we're implementing them with people who are not comfortable and affluent in them, right? Which is why we need them. So let's start with the definition, right? So definition, boundary, a line that marks the limit of an area, a dividing line. That right there. When we're thinking about boundaries in relationships, a dividing line feels like rejection. Anyone got rejection and abandonment wounds? Ding, ding, ding. They're all going the minute someone says boundary. So that's like that internal response of what's the core wound that gets triggered by a boundary? Usually it's rejection. Okay. And that brings up insecurities that brings up someone going into like a, a, like a defense mode and a projection mode, a blaming mode, all those things, or a retreat, a victim role, um, all those things. So just think of that one concept and what that can trigger in so many people around us. Um, I think of them as like social guidelines, They're like personal sidelines. You want to look at things like a football field, who belongs where, here becomes here. If we did not have lines and positions and all of these guidelines in sports, it'd be a shit show out there, right? So if we can think of them as like personal and social guidelines, that feels way more positively influenced, positively intended. It's not meant to divide. It's meant to organize and create order and flow and reasonable management of. And essentially that is like, and and I've got like out of bounds in quotes here for myself in terms of like, it shows us what's out of bounds, what's like a violation, what is not acceptable, right? So when we look at boundaries and relationships, you know, Mark Groves, if people don't follow him on social media, he's a bit of a quote unquote relational expert sort of thing. He talks a lot about codependency and boundaries and stuff. And I love one of his definitions is that boundaries are like showing people where the door is. It's not a wall. 
you're showing people where the door is. And, you know, I, I talk about this a lot in the program I created and with a lot of my clients, like when somebody decides to put a boundary in a relationship, it's actually a sign they're looking to preserve the relationship. I want everyone to just hear that for a second. When someone puts a boundary in place, it means they want to preserve the relationship. It's such a bold move to say this relationship needs specific support if it's going to continue and I want it to continue, which is why I'm putting these parameters here, because if these parameters are not here, somebody is going to end up ghosting, feeling pushed away, living with too many resentments and then having to end the relationship, feeling violated, all these things, right? But That's how interesting. Yeah. How many people have perceived boundaries as an attempt to create more closeness and connection? Uh, nobody <laughs> that I've ever run across, right? Where that was thrown up. Right? Unless, <laughs> right. Unless you take my course and you're like, boom, like when we go over that, people are mind blown, but it's true. Right. And that actually helps you now. Everyone here, scan, scan the room, scan your brain in terms of like when people put boundaries in place for you, when people were really clear about what the parameters of your contact were, your relationship or any of these things. Did you perceive it as rejection? Did you perceive it as an attack or that you did something wrong? Most likely you did, unless you've really done a lot of your own healing around things. Now go and look at that and view it from the lens of this was that person giving me their guidelines so that I can stay in their life and it be harmonious. Amazing. So here, here's something interesting that I just want to bring up. And, and it, maybe it's they use the term boundary wrong. Okay, yeah. Okay. But I remember having, like, working in a job, and this is when the whole Me Too thing really took off, right? Mm. Back in, what was that, 2017, I think, or something like that? And it suddenly became that if I tried to compliment a female employee that you look good today, mm. you know what I mean? Just saying, like, you look good today. Mm. I was told it was crossing a boundary. Yeah, well, you're creepy. I'm kidding. <laughs> but you know what I mean? But that's but that's the thing. They could say that to me, and it was fine. You know, oh, you're just really nice or something, and that's okay. But I couldn't say it back. It was crossing a boundary. Yeah. So those are different kinds of boundaries. Those now we're getting into like sexual boundaries, professional boundaries around sexual conduct, which gets like, those lines are definitely blurred. Right. So yeah, yeah, I think that that is a term where like you have boundaries created by a workplace around workplace conduct. Then you have personal boundaries on top of that. And then people's personal boundaries can be very different. Right. So I say you're creepy because I totally used to work with this guy who was always the one that like, definitely crossed boundaries, but for some reason, you know, didn't actually cross people's personal boundaries the same way as someone who might've behaved like half as bad as him, you know? And then there's also pieces of like, how much is that is just their social grooming of not want to say I'm uncomfortable with that or things like this, yeah. right? There's a lot to unpack there. But yeah, I think in that case, you've got like social dynamic kind of pieces too, but then you also have intention as well, right? So those are really great places when we talk about that repair piece, what do I do to repair that or to acknowledge like, oh, I didn't realize that was a boundary violation. I'm really sorry about that. Um, I genuinely, genuinely pay a compliment where I think a compliment is due. Um, I'm sorry it made you feel uncomfortable. Oh, what exactly. A, what a beautiful repair because there could be a scenario where someone does that and they get really offended or embarrassed, right? Embarrassment would be a normal response for you. They're being like, holy shit, I totally didn't mean to offend you in that way. Like I'm, I'm happily married. I'm, I'm like, honestly, just saying you look nice today. Right. Yeah. Uh, so if embarrassment came forward, which often gets protected and armored by anger, then there would be this projection back to that person. And then that person might be less likely to exert their boundary because now they got attacked for saying they felt uncomfortable. See how that happens. 
Oh, it's happened. And I, I've witnessed it happen in, in more so when I went into the employment, like the, the, the government social worky environment than at the, the newspaper, you could kind of get away with anything. Uh, no one, you know what I mean? But in that environment where it was, it was interesting, it was primarily women who worked there. Um, there were rules up the wazoo, which I know you've talked about when you were doing intake, right? Like you, everything was just micromanaged to, to, to a point where you couldn't feel like you could do anything. So it wasn't hard to feel like you were stepping on a boundary of some yeah. kind, no matter what you did. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because are the boundaries externally created or are they internally created? And then how are they impacting how people perceive us from the outside? Right. So we can look at like relational boundaries are about where one person ends and the other person begins. We don't want to become so I'm interlocking my fingers right now. If you guys could see me, but we codependency is about really enmeshing the two and becoming so caught up in each other. You don't know where you end and they begin. Right. Interdependency is this beautiful state we're all seeking, hopefully. Right to get to. I certainly um, appreciate the value of, um, you know, interdependency, but um, it's, it's a tough gig when we are very codependently led, socially constructed, and most of us, unless you actively conquer codependency issues, which a lot of it requires boundaries, boundaries of self, boundaries of others, most of it's boundaries of self, to be honest with you, um, then you're, you, you really, it, it's hard to get out of that little enmeshment stage, right? Um, one of the biggest healing pieces of codependency is addressing boundary issues, right? So when I talk about personal boundaries, what do you have for personal boundaries? So over the last, I mean, I'm a mom of three. I also was very much a martyr in my previous relationships. I was a saver. I was a fixer. I was a fucking do everything. And you can't carry that for more than 13 years, apparently, <laughs> you know, no, you can't, <laughs> um, so there's these pieces, like I totally carry my responsibility and how I participated in those dynamics by being that entity in that, in that scenario, right? And through that, there's lots of resentments. There's a lot of unmet needs naturally by default there, right? Um, and really, I'm letting myself down at that point more than anything, right? And looking at where could I mentally discipline myself in terms of boundaries? Well, if I put a do not disturb, I, I use do not disturb on my phone after a certain point, so I just don't get notifications. I don't turn on social media notifications, so I don't, I, unless I go into the app, otherwise I'd have shit going off all the time, right? Same. And now like my phone would be buzzing on my desk all the time during my work hours and stuff. So I have different ways of mentally disciplining. Then I also have, I have business streams of communication coming through all social media platforms, lots of different things. So here's, here's like a mental boundary I have when I'm doing work stuff, I will respond to those things. But someone like my mom might see me online and be like, well, how come she hasn't responded to my message about dinner tomorrow? <laughs> So I really had to like spell my boundaries out to people and actually what's not their business. I, I, I let them know, like I would let my mom know, like, just to let you know, I don't respond to things as they come in. I respond based on what hat I have on. Do I have my professional hat on? Is this my social time? Am I on social media to socialize or to work right now? Because if I did not mentally discipline or boundary that stuff, it'd be a shit show, right? But letting other people know that that's what I do, they now don't feel rejected. They don't feel forgotten about. They don't feel less prioritized. They know I'm not in that in that mode right now, right? Um, so that can be really helpful when we choose to implement our own personal boundaries, sometimes just giving other people the software upgrade so they don't misinterpret it as distance or lack of interest, or I'm really boundarying how much I'm drinking this week. So I'm not going to be doing certain social activities. So when I say no, this isn't because I don't like hanging out with you. It's because I'm trying to get myself, you know, 
I don't know, my head clear, my bikini fitting. I don't know, whatever it be, right? No, and, and I, I relate 100% because most of what my work is online. So I have to do the same thing. A certain, actually, I just, at one point, I don't even put my phone on do not disturb. I just turn it off. Usually by eight o'clock at night, it's off and I just throw it in the corner and walk away till the next morning when I wake up. That's like the ultimate mental discipline there. That's yeah. commendable. I'm bowing down to you there. That is Thank a you. tough thing to Thank do. you very much. It was hard. It was <laughs> fucking hard to do. <laughs> that stuff triggers people. I used to know somebody who would do that. They'd toss their phone like Friday night for the night or whatever. And like, I didn't know that that's what they did. And I thought that they were ignoring me. And it's like just a simple communication of that is so helpful in repairing relationships and connections, right? Yeah. So we, especially in a lot of the like, just most of our work, like I love, there was a statement and it was like, if I ghost, don't take it personally, I'm just bettering myself. And it's really like that too, but other people will misinterpret a lot of that kind of stuff as well. So that's like that personal boundary um, piece. And again, like the minute we say no to somebody, there's huge ramifications in that relationship because now we're standing up for ourselves and our needs, but yes, we are likely going to hurt somebody else's feelings or not be able to help someone. And when we're naturally helpers, that hurts us as well. There's a lot of growing pains that come with that, right? And there's so much risk putting a boundary in place. So I just want to, I like to demonstrate what boundaries look like. So think about a house. Okay. Cause the minute I can do it like this, people are like, Oh fuck, where are boundaries in my life? Nowhere. I need to get this like set up. So think of a house in a yard. If you, um, you decide to put up a fence just to kind of show your neighbors where you are to keep your dog inside. Maybe, maybe that's a personal boundary or to keep your neighbor's dogs out of your yard, or just to put a nice little fence up. Cause you like the way that it looks right. Um, unless it's a ridiculous fence, most neighbors don't get annoyed by that or offended. And if they do, like, again, you know, your neighbor's got some issues based on your fence, right? It's my fence, my property, my business, my body, right? Mm. <laughs> we could go into that one too. Well, like a whole um, big conversation right now. <laughs> okay. Another boundary is your front door. So people are going to come in the front gate, then they're going to knock on your front door. If you did not have a front door, who would be coming into your door? Oh, everybody anybody who came to your house. So now when they come into your house, who gets to stay in the living room? Who gets to come in the kitchen? Who gets to walk upstairs to your room? And who gets to walk in the shower with you? Every doorway and every level of floor has a, a certain level of accessibility by people. So there's some people that come into your house of boundaries that never get access to upstairs. And then there's some that never get access to your bedroom. And then there's like no one who gets access to maybe the bathroom or something, but like maybe one other person, um, <laughs> a couple, if you're into that, but like, um, looking at that and going like, no shit, I've been letting the mailman in the shower with me. Where's my, where's my construction gear? I need some boundaries. And they recognize where their house is wide open all the time. And this is not, it is not offensive to put a door on your house. It is not offensive to have a bedroom in your house. It is not offensive to have a door on the bathroom. And if we can start looking at boundary in our life in these compartmentalized areas, we really look at protecting ourselves, our privacy, and maintaining the relationship with those who are in those rooms. And, and that's a really great way to put it, right? Like, I, I think that because that breaks it down nicely. And I know myself, I let, you know, quite a few people into the yard, mm -hmm. maybe like 20% into the house, and then most don't get past the living room. You know what I mean? Like, in that sense, like. For sure. And then you can expand that, especially in our online world, we access a lot of communities. Now you have the community concept. So who's in your neighborhood? Who's in your city? What mm -hmm. boundaries? 
city well we know where it starts and stops based on the nice little signs by the wildlife park and all that stuff right so those are other boundaries now you move into more geographical kind of pinpoints right same thing with like your social media platform and then your book and all of those things right yeah um, yeah and and recognizing that these are just ways of managing the connections managing almost like uh like the social guidelines the rules right when you are on this part of the field this is the rule right if we were looking at that sports game kind of analogy the biggest things people are afraid of honestly is rejection stirring up stirring up dynamics in the relationship right work stuff there's always things there and again you're not going to be able to slap up boundaries in every area of your life but where you've got resentments or where you feel the most silenced the most paralyzed the most disregarded the most violated that's where you'll want to look at like okay what's what's weighted where do i need to put them because you're not going to put them all down some people let the ones in their immediate family slide because they're like i need to pick my battles mm -hmm. so i put up boundaries at work because the ones closer to my family unit are just going to be way too like tumultuous to actually dive into so i will tend to myself in all these other areas and then that's one that i'm going to be a bit more flexible and like ugh, tolerant of Right. Does that make sense? It does. And I, I noticed myself personally, especially after working at the paper, when I moved into the different job, I had more boundaries at work mm -hmm. than anywhere else. Cause I just didn't want to connect. Yeah. I mean, and I'd I'm even, my, I had a rule where I'd go for lunch about 10 minutes early so I could get out of the lunchroom when everyone else showed up beautiful. and go outside for a walk. You know what I mean? Like I just had these, it was Every interesting time. how all these rules came up. And I love it. So those boundaries for yourself, like totally triggered everyone else being like, why doesn't Jason like us? What's oh, wrong? Totally. <laughs> There's a few people I became tight with, but very few, right? And then, yeah. Minding my own business. And these people are all taking it personally. And when we look at human dynamics, that really happens. Like I, I misinterpret other people's behavior all the time. And I know this shit, right? Because we just naturally get triggered. We all want to essentially be likable. We want to be accepted. Boundaries feel like a way that we are not going to be accepted, right? We assume other people aren't going to understand what it means to us to meet our own needs, right? And it's really fucked up when you think about it, right? And that's, hugely. that's a societal wound. It really is. I'm amazed at how many people sometimes don't have boundaries. I remember the, one of the times I went to pick up my son from the school before it burned down. Uh, you could kind of just walk there because my wife was out of town and I'm just minding my own business, waiting at the door he'd always come out of. This other woman walked up and within 10 minutes, I knew her entire life story. I knew her kid was autistic and they left the previous community because of some marital dispute. And I'm just like, why are you telling me everything? Except obviously she just wanted to be accepted and maybe needed to share and all that. But it was just like this whole, it was almost just like, just back away. Like just go just back away. Well, and that's, that's another interesting thing, right? I have random occurrences like that all the time. I think I'm a pretty approachable person, to be honest. And that's maybe one of the things I think you're a kind of a social guy, you're approachable, and you just have that energy about you as well. You might be a natural dumping ground. Maybe. So you <laughs> be like, Oh, I appreciate that's really difficult. Um, you know, like how you want to maintain or manage that conversation, right? But yeah, I do feel some of that actually is probably just like, really like nice characteristics about you being the more like welcoming kind of person because i'm sure there's a lot of people that lady wouldn't have dumped on maybe well, i'm maybe. sure right it was, uh, for, it was weird but it was weird like i, I still think of it and it was like a good five six years ago because i was just like what the fuck just happened <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a really cool piece um to bring up because 
Um, yeah, your response to that, I'm, I'm so used to those things and I'm used to people doing that to me just in my business that I just don't even like, that's just, yeah, that's kind of like, why well, wouldn't, yeah, <laughs> in some ways, but that's another thing is like, what, what is the um, impact of other people not having boundaries, right? So that's why it's like, it's so important for us to have our own boundaries because we can damage a relationship by being too intrusive on the other person. That's a really great way to demonstrate that, Jason, because in some friendships, you do have friends that are just like that lady. And it's like, this friendship's going to burn out really fast if I don't put up some boundaries around what I'm accessible for, what the guidelines in this friendship are, right? And those are such hard ones because typically you're having to put up a little bit of distance with somebody who is incredible need of that. But without doing that, they're never going to create that for themselves. You're actually doing them a favor by saying, I can't be all of your person carrying the weight of this. You either need to find a counselor, you need to resource yourself more. And it really pushes them to flex more into their own healing of like, why am I dumping? Why am I doing this? What can I learn to manage better? Maybe I can be more mindful in the moment. Maybe I can actually like calm myself and regulate whether than rather than seeking that externally, all those kinds of things. So your boundaries can actually be a gift to somebody else's healing. Oh, that's deep. Isn't it? I like it. Yeah. But they won't think that. anymore they might not at first but they might appreciate it later on right in all honesty I go back and I think about previous times in my life when I was a less healed version of myself that I am and like fuck totally I was offended you know I had a really good friend who put some boundaries in place and man that felt like huge rejection and looking back it's like yeah you know what that's so commendable and there's really no other choice that she would have had there right and it's like when you're able to finally see that and, you know, like hopefully you can reconcile and kind of integrate those experiences into why integrate, right? Mm-hmm. We're integrate this into our greatness. But yeah, I mean, we all have moments where we have violated boundaries, we have lacked boundaries, and it's this constant daily awareness of like, again, where am I holding a resentment because maybe there is no boundary in place or there was a violation or where is this relationship off balance? Where is it out of harmony? Like I'm always looking at that piece. Where does it feel out of harmony? Why did this relationship, and, and when I say relationship, friendships, work relationship, whatever, why does this connection all of a sudden feel out of balance and out of flow? Why do I feel panicked about what I'm saying to them? Why am I worrying about, you know, how quickly they're responding back now? Something feels off. Sometimes, you know, that can be the other person's process, or it could be a response to something you're doing too. But then we start to create that dynamic again, and we go into like attachment wounds and stuff in terms of like someone getting more anxiously attached in that connection and looking for security. So they'll start seeking out more contact and maybe that person becomes more avoidant and we run into all these disharmonies, right? In the connection. What if we were able to just very honestly have that conversation. I noticed something shifted here. I'm just checking in. Was there something I did or is there something that's going on for you? Cause you know, that just helps me because I'm coming up with a whole bunch of, you know, worst case scenarios here. Yeah. And I think that's a good, that was a good thing to kind of bring up because, you know, like you say, once you put up a boundary, it can create that resentment and then people get kind of panicked because they haven't resolved something in terms of a bad, again, it just, it's, this is the one theme I think in what the eight episodes we've done so far all this shit's connected yeah. somehow back to when we were kids. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's so fascinating that way. And honestly connected so much into actually saying truthfully, what is going on for you? 
everything, most of the source of our discontent is that we are not truly saying what's going on for us. I like you and I'm not sure if you like me back. I'm investing a lot in this friendship and it feels very one-sided. I do more work than Charlie, but he's getting paid more than me. Very, very tangible things that we are so afraid to say, right? Yeah. No, it's, it's so very, very true. Because of rejection wounds, abandonment, attachment issues, all of these things that do originate from our first experiences in relationships that really start the file, create the file, and then write the file based on how misfiled they were, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's fascinating stuff. And I think we've obviously, we've covered boundaries pretty good. Mm -hmm. What will that lead us into next week? You know, probably fear and anxiety. I was talking to you about that and how like fear and excitement feel the same in the body, how we can dance with fear to push us actually into all the places we need to go to grow. So that's what we're going to be talking about next fear week. Fear and anxiety. I look forward to it already. Awesome. I'm not anxious about it or scared of it. I and if you were, I'd be like, boundary that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> right? And stop being so freaking resentful. <laughs> And then I want everybody to say no at least once. <laughs> oh, and, and that, you know, it, we talked about that last week, one of the most powerful words in the English language and not, we don't say it enough. Yeah. Awesome. Right. Until next week, I'm Jason. I'm Jolene. Talk soon. Mm -hmm.